This is just one of the dreams, and it gets me out of bed, shaking. I stare at the empty room and then turn to the mirror. I have learned to hate mirrors. Some would say that this is normal, that all of us do this, put ourselves under the microscope of self-reflection and focus on the flaws. Beautiful women create fret and worry lines by looking for those very things. Teenage girls with beautiful eyes and figures to die for weep because their hair is the wrong color or they think their nose is too big. The price of judging ourselves through others' eyes, one of the curses of the human race. And I agree. But most people don't see what I see when I look into the mirror. When I look at myself, what I see is this. I have a jagged scar, approximately one half inch wide, that begins in the middle of my forehead at my hairline. It shoots straight down, then turns at a near-perfect ninety-degree angle to the left. I have no left eyebrow. The scar has taken its place. It crosses my temple, where it then makes a lazy loop-de-loop down my cheek. It rips over toward my nose, crosses the bridge of it just barely, and then turns back, slicing in a diagonal across my left nostril, and zooming one final time past my jawline, down my neck, ending at my collarbone. It's quite an effect. If you look at me in right profile only, everything looks normal. You have to stare at me straight on to get the full picture. Everyone looks in a mirror at least once a day, or sees their reflection in the eyes of others, and they know what to expect. They know what they will see, what will be seen. I no longer see what I expect to see. I have the reflection of a stranger, staring out of a mask I can't take off. When I stand naked in front of the mirror as I am now, I can see the rest of it. I have what can only be called a necklace of cigar-sized circular scars, going from under one side of my collarbone to the other. More of the same traverse my breasts, go down across my sternum and stomach, ending just above my pubic hair. The scars are cigar-sized because a cigar is what made them. If you can put all of that aside, things look pretty good. I'm small four foot ten inches tall. I'm not skinny, but I am in shape. My husband used to call it a lush figure. After my mind, heart, and soul, he used to say he married me for my mouth-sized boobs and my heart-shaped ass. I have long, thick, dark, curly hair that hangs down to just above said ass. He used to love that, too. It is hard for me to look past those scars. I've seen them a hundred times, maybe a thousand. They are still all I see when I look into the mirror. They were put there by the man who killed my husband and my daughter, who was later killed by me. I feel a broad emptiness rush into me thinking about this. It's huge, dark, and absolutely nerveless, like sinking into numb jello. No big deal. I'm used to it. That's just how my life is now. I sleep for no more than ten minutes, and I know that I won't be sleeping again tonight. I remember waking up a few months ago in the middle hours just like this, that time between 3.30 and 6 a.m., when you feel like the only person on earth if you happen to be up then. I'd had one of the dreams, as always, and I knew I wasn't going to be getting back to sleep. I pulled on a T-shirt and some sweatpants, slipped on my battered sneakers, and headed out the door. I ran and ran and ran in the night, ran till my body was slick with sweat, till it soaked my clothes and filled those sneakers, and then I ran some more. 
I wasn't pacing myself and my breath was coming out fast. My lungs felt scarred by the coolness of that early morning air. I didn't stop, though. I ran faster, legs and elbows pumping, running as fast as I could, reckless. I ended up in front of one of those convenience stores that fill the valley, over by the curb, gagging and hacking up stomach acid. A couple of other early morning ghosts looked over at me, then looked away. I stood up, wiped my mouth, and slammed through the front door of the store. I want a pack of cigarettes, I said to the proprietor, still gulping in air. He was an older man, in his fifties, who looked Indian to me. What kind do you want? The question startled me. I hadn't smoked in years. I looked at the rows behind him, my eyes catching the once-beloved Marlboros. Marlboros. Red. He got me the pack and rang it up, which is when I realized I was in...